Welcome to Geared Up, brought to you by National Car Rental. I'm Andrew Edwards with special guest. Let people know who you are. Hi, I'm Tim Ellis. I write for GeekWire on gaming and gadgets and crowdfunding. And you have strong opinions on things in the world of tech that we're going to be talking about today. Absolutely. All right, yeah. today we're going to be talking about things like Apple potentially canceling the iPhone 10. A little crazy. The Smart Halo Bike GPS would GPS even be the right term for it? Smart bike module? It does, Yeah, it does navigation. It does a whole bunch of stuff, yeah. Okay, you've been using that. We also have a breakdown of Apple's next big product, or at least they hope it's their next big product, the HomePod, which comes out next week. And who wants to pre-order a flamethrower from Elon Musk? Your time's running out. Yeah, that's true. Time is running out. So that's what we're doing today. Let's jump in first by talking about some of my recent travels. Yeah, so where you've been in L.A., right? I was down in L.A., and um, I was down there to watch the premiere at the TCL Chinese Theater of Funko Making Fun, basically a documentary on the history of Funko. Funko, if you don't know, they make those pop vinyl figures that you see in Hot Topics and Spencers and pretty much all over the place nowadays, the whole collectible pop culture is owned by them at this point yeah they've been getting so many lights. they have basically all the licenses anything you can think of right and you actually mentioned something a few minutes ago before we started that the reason they're able to get these licenses so quickly and pump out these things so fast is because the the shapes of the the collectibles are not reminiscent of the actual actors yeah the stylized uh, pop look that they have doesn't doesn't require them to get the licenses for the likeness of the actors which is i think part of why they're able to get the licenses so quickly yeah they're they're amazing the it was crazy the movie is basically about the fandom behind like the history of the company but also the fandom and i was shocked when i was down there at how many people filled the theater it was like a sellout and this was just fans of buying collectible toys wow it's crazy. So they actually have their HQ here in Western Washington, and you live by it. That's right. Literally just up the street from me, up in uh, downtown Everett, Washington. How how does that look in that downtown area, like physically look? Because they have like these giant pop vinyl figures like just outside. Yeah, on the eaves, they've got these uh, all the way around the headquarters, uh, which is in this historic building right in the center of downtown Everett. It's really been a, a, an incredible transformation. Downtown Everett was kind of quiet. Uh, sort of, I wouldn't say dying, but certainly not like a booming area. And then Funko right. kind of moved into this space and has just really livened up the place. There's a lot more people around all the time now because they've got this store uh, in their headquarters. It's basically like a miniature Funko theme park. They've got yeah. these different areas and it's it's incredible. I like it too. I was there for the grand opening and it was just, it's like you're walking around Disneyland, but Funko land. Yeah. Funko land. Um, big shout out to Funko for having me there and also for TCL for having me out. TCL, by the way, the PC, you're a gamer. Yeah. Are you familiar with the TCL P series? Yeah. Yeah. The TVs. Yeah. Yeah. They they're, came out of nowhere. They're nice. They came out of nowhere. No one knew who they were. And they're not expensive either. They're not expensive. That's the best part. So they're releasing the six series, the follow up to last year's P series. P series was probably the best gaming TV for the money. Six series is upping the game. Six hundred fifty dollars launching this spring. But let's jump in to our actual main stories today. The first one, the big one. Oh, wait, hold on, Claire. Go back. We forgot to tell people. We forgot to tell people how to subscribe. If you want to subscribe to Geared Up, head over to geekwire.com slash geared up. You will see the links there to subscribe in your favorite podcast player. And of course, you can also subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com slash gear live. Hit the subscribe button there and you can catch the live streams behind the scenes. Now, on to the big story. 
Apple canceling the iPhone 10. Yeah, canceling. Canceling. In quotes. quotes. Yeah, that's right. We are on the radio. Let's make sure we let people know up front. They're not really canceling this thing. But how, did you see these reports, though? Yeah, yeah. It, and well, anybody, everybody loves to jump on any kind of you know bad news about Apple. Um, you know, I'm I don't I'm not an Apple user, but there's some people who go beyond just not being an Apple user into being like vehement Apple haters. Right. Right. So things like this tend to spread. So the news was that Apple will be canceling the iPhone 10 because the iPhone 10 isn't selling that well. Although today a report just came out this morning, the iPhone 10 performed in as the top five in the top five best selling smartphones um, since its release in five major um, markets, three of which were United States, Canada, and Australia. I don't remember the other two off the top of my head, but that would seem to go against the whole "it's not selling that well" uh, mentality. Right. But the thing is, the iPhone 10 is an expensive product to manufacture. Like even the display itself, I think Apple's paying Samsung $150 per display just for the display. Yeah, and all the tech and the Face ID, right? Bar all that and all stuff, that. sensor bar. Like, however you feel about the sensor bar, because a lot of people hate it. The notch is covering up this, you know, this the yeah, display where the I can have more content. You're covering it with a notch. But the thing is, what Apple typically does is they release a phone. Let's just say the iPhone Seven. They release the iPhone Seven, and last year's iPhone Six S gets moved down to sell for about $100 less. So you can buy last year's model for cheaper or you can buy the new hotness for you know a little more money. Um, that is probably not what's going to happen with the iPhone 10. And I think, I mean, I suspected this immediately. There's no way they're going to take the iPhone 10, which today sells for $1,000 starting price, and next year sell it for, you know, 700 bucks. Right, you know, that's, they can't make it that cheap. Yeah, the profit margin just isn't there. So what they're going to do when we say canceling, they're going to do what pretty much every other smartphone maker does. Samsung, when they released the Galaxy S8, they stopped selling the Galaxy S7. Right. They didn't. They don't make it anymore. So the Galaxy S7 was canceled, but only because the Galaxy S8 was released. Right. So whatever the follow-up to the iPhone 10 is, whether it's the iPhone 11 or whatever they end up calling this thing, it's going to replace the iPhone 10. But they're not just abandoning this form factor and just getting rid of it and going back to the old style. Do you think they're going to go to 11, like 1-1 or X-I? Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I don't even think I don't even think 11 is going to be it. Now, this is just, obviously, we're just guessing here. Yeah. My, my inkling is, well, I, there's two, I have two, I have two thoughts here. Either they're going to keep iPhone 10 the same way they, they kept OS 10 for a decade. Mm-hmm. Every release was still OS 10 and it had the X Roman numeral. Or we just drop the numbers all together and we go iPhone and iPhone Pro. Because mm. everything else is, you know, this and then this Pro. Sure. Right? So you just have to talk about the 2018 iPhone. Yes, exactly. What, what model do you want? Like 2018 iPhone or iPhone Pro? So that's the story. The story is really a non-story there. Apple is not canceling the iPhone 10. You did not buy a dud of a phone. You will see the successor to the iPhone 10 coming you know later this year in 2018 that's that we are doing a giveaway we're actually in the middle of a giveaway right now have you heard of the muse yeah so this is the in-car alexa right in-car alexa you hook this up to your car and you can talk to it and it'll do everything that alexa can do from your house Hmm. which is cool because as i was telling you earlier like i have carplay i use carplay in my car and there are things that apple won't do in the car 
that it would do outside of the car. So for example, pretty much any trivia that I want to do is like, no, sorry, we can't do that in the car you're driving. Pay attention to the road, please. Um, it'll do music. It'll do obviously navigation. Where's the nearest, you know, gas station, all that stuff, but it won't do everything that Alexa can do. And so here you get the full Alexa experience in your car that includes home automation. So you can be in your car driving and say, Hey, turn on the living room lights. I'm it's just an there. extension of the same exactly. Alexa ecosystem you have in your house. Exactly. The exact same Alexa that you know and love. So we're giving one of these away. The giveaway started last week. It's still live right now. It's going until Sunday. So if you want to enter, all you need to do is check the link down in the description of this podcast. If you're on GeekWire, we'll put it in the description, also in the podcast player as well. Hit the link. All you need to do is subscribe to this podcast and submit a screenshot showing that you're subscribed. That's it. If you do that, you're entered to win. We do have bonus entries as well, but and that's subscribe specifically to Geared Up. Right? Subscribe specifically to Geared Up, and thanks there's for other ways that. to listen to yes, Geared exactly. Up. Exactly. If you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, we appreciate that, but that is not subscribing to the Geared Up podcast. So you have to subscribe to the Geared Up podcast again. Follow the links. All you need to do is follow the links in the description, and that will walk you through it, and uh, we'll be with you everywhere you go on your smartphone. So that is the Muse. That's our giveaway this week, but we will have another giveaway coming up after this is done, and we're going to move on to the, we got the smart, smart Halo. Halo. Yeah. Thank you. Smart Halo. It's the Smart, smart Halo uh, bike navigation device. Uh, this was on Kickstarter in 2015, uh, and I've actually been testing it uh, on my bike. Uh, right. I, I cycle around, uh, not you know every day, but with some regularity, and uh, they sent me one of these to test. It does navigation. It's got a built-in headlight, alarm, uh, fitness tracking, and uh, assistant, which actually will like notify you of incoming calls and stuff like that. Uh, it does. It's kind of one of these jack-of-all-trades things. Honestly, the a lot of those features I didn't tend to use very much. The light is definitely not going to be a replacement for your main light. So the light's um, terrible. Let's yeah. Just, let's just, let's the, just be the clear. The light is not great. But the navigation feature is actually really cool. It's definitely the highlight of this thing. It's It's got this ring. It's called a smart halo because it's got this ring of LEDs around the edge of it that light up in all different colors. And it'll give you navigation tied to the app on your phone and it'll actually do turn by turn directions by simply beeping at you when a turn is upcoming and then using the ring of lights to tell you which way to turn you know that could be a hard right right uh, a slight right you know a, a hard left or whatever and and it actually uses the rings to kind of intelligently tell you how far away you are from the turn and all this kind of stuff it's it's pretty cool i mean the navigation is is definitely a cool feature and you you attach this really securely to your bike and you just leave it on there you don't have to worry about taking it on and off it's got this uh kind of magnetic key system so you just leave it on there and one of the other features which i didn't really get a chance to use much is this uh, security feature and if you've used any of the bike sharing services here in the seattle area they if you if you jiggle one of these bikes at all and you haven't reserved it it starts beeping at you and stuff like that <laughs> uh these smart halo things will basically do the same thing it's got a what do they say on here how it's, loud is this yeah it says it's a hundred decibel anti-theft alarm so is that, is that loud it's loud. Yeah. Claire says it's loud. Yeah. I don't and, know what a decibel and, is. But. <laughs> and the cool thing about it is the way you activate and deactivate it. So there's, you'll see there's no buttons on this thing. It's just the screen. And if you tap your finger on there, it kind of detect, detects it. Yes. You basically have to set up a secret knock to configure the security it's like a Morse part code. of this thing. Yeah, you, your you, own Morse you, code. You just configure like, here's my secret you know, tap code. That's what they call it. And once you configure it, you park your bike, you do the tap code, 
and it secures the thing. Oop, I'm shining the headlight right in your eyes there. <laughs> it's okay. It's weak. Yeah, well, there you go. But you, you do the tap, and it secures the uh, the thing, and then if somebody tries to move your bike, it, it detects any kind of you know shaking and then just, just starts going nuts with, with sound and alert, you know, obviously hopefully deters somebody from stealing your bike. Okay. So how much is this there? It's $149, okay. and it's available now. Uh, they had a successful Kickstarter raised, I think, about a half a million dollars in 2015. It's powered by an internal battery. Uh, the battery life was really amazing. Like, I kept expecting it to be dead. I would, you know, use it for a few weeks and right. think, oh, when do I need to charge this thing? Oh, or I would use it for a while and then, like, not use it and then come back out and be like, oh, this thing's probably dead. Nope, still going strong. <laughs> How do you know when the battery is low? Or do you not know because it hasn't gotten to that point yet? I, you know, I never even got to the point where the battery gets low. I'm, I'm assuming that it lights up with the battery. It's also, like I said, it pairs to an app on your phone. Okay. So you, you open the app on your phone and it automatically just detects the thing and pairs to it. And the app will also tell you what kind of battery life you currently have in a, in a percentage. So you can just see at any time how much battery you have. And, they, and the app's pretty useful too. You can use the app to you know put in your destination and, and keep track. If you have like a fitness goal, you, if you cycle for fitness, you can put in like, here's how much, what you're in your distance fitness goal or whatever. And it'll actually have a little like, progress meter on there for the oh, fitness tracker not show bad. you how close you are to that that is pretty cool so how often are you riding around when i was testing this i was riding yeah at least a couple of days a week to okay. work yeah and then when it gives you directions is it also talking to you or is it just the light so there's no voice but okay. it has a beep so when okay. there, when there's a turnout coming it beeps at you real loud to get your attention and you glance down and you see the big you know partially lit ring telling you which direction you're supposed to turn and so you know okay you know take the next right and so so it's always like it's never beeped at you like too late for you to realize oh no, like, yeah I my it turn. gives you plenty of advanced warning okay. and it has the it kind of lights up more lights the further you are and then the closer you get it kind of gets to a finer finer point and then it blinks when it's time to turn so it's it's a it's a very clever solution the other thing that you can do if you're familiar with the streets but you don't necessarily know exactly uh, which way to go to get to the destination where you're going is it's got this sort of compass mode for navigation. So you can do turn by turn or compass. And in compass mode, it uses the ring of lights as sort of like an arrow to just generally point in the direction of your destination. Oh, that's not bad. Tim, I can't ride a bike. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not know that. See, if you listen to the show, it's come up a couple times. I do not know how to ride a bike. So I have no use for a piece of tech like this. But for those of you out there who do ride bikes, um, that's pretty cool. $150. For a, a device that has a long-lasting battery that gets you to, from point A to point B in the fastest time frame, yeah, and it's weather bad. and it's weatherproof, and yeah, it's just it's a it's a much better solution than strapping your smartphone to the front of your bike. I'd say that. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't want to do, it. especially our phones. Yeah, which are basically yeah, glass are, front and back with no cases on yeah. them. All right, well, that was your look at the Smart Halo Bike GPS device. We'll be back after the break giving you a full breakdown of Apple's HomePod, which comes out next week, as well as how you can pre-order a flamethrower right now from Elon Musk. After the break, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Geared Up, brought to you by National Car Rental. I'm Andrew Edwards with special guest Tim Ellis. Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. I asked you that at the beginning. You probably didn't change <laughs> how you were doing. But before we jump in to the Apple HomePod, we want to thank our sponsor, National Car Rental. National Car Rental, go national, go like a pro. National is the sponsor of Geared Up. And aside from that, I also do a show with them called Technically Speaking, which is a show focused on the business traveler where I show them the best tech 
for business travel. If you're on the go all the time, if you're a mobile road warrior. Which you are. Which I am. Like, <laughs> I've, I've been that recently. It's crazy. I don't know how I became that all of a sudden. Um, you can find that show at the nationalcar.com control center or at youtube.com slash nationalcarrent. National Car Rentals Emerald Club lets you skip the counter and go directly to your rental car. It's free to join that. So if you're going on vacation and you need a rental car, check out National's Emerald Club. Have you ever used National Car Rental? I have. I'm, I haven't used it since the Emerald Club. It's I don't rent cars very often, but the National actually, honestly, was the best car rental experience I had. The super fast getting into a car, just really friendly staff. The car was super clean. Like I, I've had some very not nice car rental experiences <laughs> and national was basically like this like the gold standard of like the best that i have had there you go there you go that's why they're the choice for business travelers mm-hmm. all right let's jump in to the apple home pod are you familiar with this because yeah. you said you're not an apple guy you yeah don't have an it's, iPhone, a, it's a you don't spool have a of thread right <laughs> a giant spool of thread that's all it yeah. is that's the latest tech from tim cook and company sure <laughs> so, no, Apple's HomePod is, uh, if you watched the Grammys the other day, they actually had a bunch of commercials for this mm. thing. So they were actually um, promoting it pretty heavily. And what was interesting that stood out to me was all four of the commercials that they put out during the Grammys were all targeted towards the sound of the HomePod. Sure. The music playing that's, experience. Yeah, that's the main thing they're competing on at that price, especially. Right. They have to. But most people, most average people, they see this as, and, and I can see why. This is competing with Alexa and Google Home. Right. So Siri isn't as good as the Google Assistant or Amazon's Alexa. Therefore, you're selling this for way more money. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a flop. And Apple is, I think they see it as more as, no, we're trying to give you a great speaker and we're also throwing Siri on top of that, right. but it's really about the music experience. Now, they've tried something a lot like this before, right, with the Apple Hi-Fi. That was terrible. I mean, that was a long time ago. You know? But this was, that was, that was actually, so that was Apple's first speaker. It wasn't smart. And that was interesting because it was a speaker for the iPod, Mm -hmm. right? It was just a giant speaker dock. Right, just a giant speaker dock. The iPod was, at that time, that was the best-selling consumer electronic um, device out there. Yep. But it wasn't smart. So it was kind of annoying to use. It was a good speaker, but no one wanted to dock their iPod. Right. Especially when you want to change something, you have to like get up and physically go over and either undock it or try to use it in the dock. It wasn't it wasn't great. Now we just have, you know, we have voice control. You can airplay to this thing. Um, they're shipping without the full feature set that they announced originally. Mm-hmm. Though. Did you hear about this? I don't think I did. All right. So the home let's talk about the home pod as it stands on its own. Yeah. It's got this array of tweeters going all around it. Right. And it uses some sort of advanced algorithm to figure out where it's placed in a room. Well, it's got an array of microphones all right. the way around it, too. It's detecting the, the reflection of, reflections of the sound waves yeah. from off the walls and around the room. But not just that. It's not just it's, – it's sensing the, like, the treble and the bass. Mm-hmm. So it's doing like these, this, this you know, highly technical algorithm to figure out, here's where I am in the room. Here's where I am in relation to all the walls. Here's how long it's taking, you know, the the treble to bounce back versus the bass to bounce back. And if you have two home pods, here's how far away I am from the other home pod. Sure. And that home pod knows where it is in the room. I know where I am in the room so we can now work together to create this amazing stereo sound. That part is not shipping on day 1. Hmm. Um, nor is the multi-room version which right. is similar to Sonos right. where you can have a home pod just in a different room. 
Well, and Alexa and Google Home both do that now, too. Correct, yes. And so that goes back to, it's not a HomePod issue. Apple has not yet released AirPlay 2, Mm. and that is what's required to do that multi-room and like the pairing and all that. AirPlay 2 is not finished yet, hasn't been released as part of an iOS update yet. It actually was put into the latest beta of iOS, which they say ships in the spring. Mm. So I think we're, you know, two or three months out from, you know, HomePod owners getting the full feature array of what was promised. But if you're only planning on buying one HomePod, this doesn't affect you because it only affects those functions that you would do with multiple. Right. So there's been some confusion as to what can you actually do with a HomePod? Like, if you buy one, right. what is this for? Well, and it's it's all Apple ecosystem stuff, right? Like, that's one of the criticisms I've heard is that you can't, you know, cast to it from, a, from other devices outside of Apple's ecosystem. That is correct. And so, and to kind of explain that further, so Apple Music, obviously, out of the box, right. you can plug your HomePod in. If you have an Apple Music subscription, you can just ask it to play whatever song, 40 million songs, that are on Apple Music. Um, anything in your iCloud Music library. So if you don't have Apple Music, but you do have stuff stored in the cloud mm-hmm. in your iCloud account, it can play that too. It will also play things like Spotify or you know Google Play, what is, what is Google, Google, Google Music, Music, whatever yeah. it is. Um, but the caveat there is that you need to airplay that from an Apple device. Mm. So you can't ask Siri on the HomePod to play something from Spotify. You have to open Spotify on your phone sure. and then airplay that to the speaker. Well, it's like that. So I have the Google Home at home, and it's the same kind of way. I can play Amazon Music from my Google Homes, but I have to do it from my phone, right. open up the Amazon Music app, and then cast to the Google Exactly. Home. So that's similar here. Okay. So that does imply that you need, you, know, you can't do that. So what you just mentioned, you can do from any phone. Mm-hmm. You can do it from a, you know, whatever the brand is. You can do it from an iPhone. Right. With this, AirPlay is only built into Apple devices. Sure. So you have to have an Apple, you know, an, an iPhone or an iPod Touch or an iPad to cast to the HomePod. So this really is, it's a niche product within a niche because if you if you don't if it's you if I gave you a HomePod I you wouldn't don't be have, able to use it right there's nothing you can do with it <laughs> yeah there's nothing you can do with it there's literally there's no auxiliary in jack or anything so it's just yeah. you know it's a smart speaker for people in the Apple ecosystem and optimized for people who have an Apple Music subscription where a lot of people who own iPhones are Spotify users Spotify is obviously way more popular right yeah so but this is what Apple's going for they want to they wanted to make a premium speaker. $350 is definitely in that premium range of um, speaker prices. And it has the features to back it up. Apparently, the subwoofer that's built in is the size of an Amazon Echo Dot, so the smallest mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. But the amount of air that it pushes through that size is three to four times more than other subwoofers of that size. Mm. So they've really gone out of the way to, to engineer this to put out great sound. And as you can see, to also be inconspicuous. How does it sound? I don't know. I have not really gotten a lot of time. Uh, The first time that I got to listen to one was someone who was seated one themselves. But it was it was it wasn't in a nice, quiet, perfect environment. That said, the cool the cool thing about it, though, is when you're playing music from it and you turn the music up, if you just talk at a normal voice it'll hear you. Mm-hmm. It'll hear you over the music, which um, my Amazon Alexa does not does not do that. Mm. I have to like yell at Alexa like Todd Bishop does. Todd Bishop, <laughs> shout out to Todd Bishop, 
that man yells at Alexa more than any other person I know. Um, or you have to like walk up to the Alexa mm-hmm. and talk to talk it. Like right with this in. one, like, it's like, yeah, it's across the room. You just talk at a normal voice. And um, so it's using software to sort of like cancel out the, the sounds that it's making. Right, exactly. Which is, I mean, I don't know how hard that is, but that, it's impressive sure. to the average person. It was impressive to me that I can just do that. Yeah. And the other nice thing about it is that it, it's privacy optimized. So you know how all these things are always listening for their wake word. Mm-hmm. Apple built something where you can just say, you know, Siri, stop listening. And it will turn off the microphones. And until you turn them back on, it's not listening for anything anymore. Well, how do you turn them back on then once you've turned them off? You have to off. physically press. <laughs> you have okay. to go up to it and like use the use the button sure. um, to re-enable them. So uh, there you have it. That is Apple's HomePod. That was your National Car Rental Story of the Week. And you will be able to get one if you pre-ordered one. They're available for pre-order right now. They ship February 9th. Next story. Last story of the day. Did you hear about this? The you can now, Yeah, you can now order. I I have never in my life had the desire to buy or pre-order a flamethrower, and I just did yesterday. You you actually did. I I pre-ordered this. You did. I pre-ordered this. No kidding. Why did I do this? Why did I do this? That (laughs) that is a good question. So the Boring Company, which is one of Elon Musk's many companies that he runs, one of many. Too many. (laughs) Too many. Yeah, I don't know how he does it either. Um, The Boring Company, though, this is the weird part because I'm not getting a connection here. The Boring Company aims to, at some point in the future, build a network of tunnels that will basically, like, slay your car at a very fast high speed to a destination um, to basically do away with traffic as we know it today. That's the theory. That's the theory. Like pneumatic tubes, basically, for cars. What do you think about that, by the way? I have questions about the feasibility of it at a large scale. (laughs) I mean, does it sound cool, though? I it mean, certainly everything he talks about cool. sounds cool. It sounds cool. Yeah. So we don't know how far in the future this is even going to be, but the company is, it's a real company now. He's working on this now. And for some reason, and I don't know where the connection is, maybe you know, they decided we're going to sell a $500 flamethrower, the safest flamethrower ever made. And make sure to say <laughs> that. And they you can also add in when you're checking out a $30 um fire extinguisher which is expensive for a fire extinguisher because it's just a fire extinguisher with a boring company sticker on it 500 bucks 500 bucks what do you think uh so the so here's the connection space balls <laughs> remind me i have not seen that since i was in like fourth grade there's a scene in space balls where the mel brooks's character basically like pulls back this curtain and shows the other characters that like the real money in the movie is in the merchandising. And he goes through like all these things. He's like, you know, Spaceballs plushie, Spaceballs hat, Spaceballs flamethrower. The kids love that one. That's got to be okay. where the motive, because this is literally just merchandising. Right. For the, he, he did hats. You know, they mm-hmm. had Boring Company hats. Right. And, he, and that's what he said. Like once they sold a certain number of hats, then he was going to do a flamethrower. And I think he just sort of said that off the cuff as like a sort of a joke probably a reference to Spaceballs, right. but then he's following through. They sold the amount of hats. I'm sure someone tweeted him, hey, yeah, those 10,000 hats you said, we bought them. Where's our flamethrower? Well, here it is. So, again, $500. They, I think what he said was there were 20,000 mm-hmm. that they were He making. was going to limit it to 20,000. 20,000. Last I saw, they had already sold like 15 or right. 16. That's what I was going to say. Like, it's not only are they selling this ridiculous flamethrower, but people are buying yeah. this ridiculous... 
people who have never bought a flamethrower before are all of a sudden buy, like there's going to be Which twenty thousand ninety nine percent of people exactly. <laughs> So there's gonna be twenty thousand people out there running around or walking with flamethrowers. And now, did you see uh, the state of California is actually ma- making moves to try and outlaw flame flamethrowers? Because uh, so what? the the flamethrower, you know, Elon has said that this is you know within the boundaries of the ATF or yeah. whatever. Uh, there's some sort of thing like you can't throw more than a ten foot flame or something like right, that, which like is absurd. Foot, there's a three foot flame. Yeah, it's but. Safe. But there's now there's states, I guess California being one of them that are that this has gotten enough attention. They're saying, hey, maybe we should make a law against selling flamethrowers in our state. Wait a minute, <laughs> Elon. If I pre-order a flamethrower and they send me a flamethrower that I am then not allowed to use by law, I'm not a happy guy. I'm yeah. just saying, I want to bring it in here. But now how do you to intend to actually it? use it? That's the question. I don't know. I've never <laughs> used one before. I mean, because like one. a use case for a legitimate flamethrower, okay. right? I've seen is like killing weeds in certain circumstances. What? Like that for, sounds like the for worst landscaping. Idea. Well, like the kind of landscaping where it's like mostly rocks, and then you <laughs> get like weeds that pop up or like around a parking okay. lot. Like you can flamethrower kill the weeds with fire. But this is obviously not a weed killing flamethrower. No, this is a recreational. Actually, it's not even obvious thrower. to me. I don't know what what kind of flamethrower it is. A recreational flamethrower. What does that mean? Well, that's, what do you use that? I for? don't know. You're the one who pre-ordered one. You I tell did. Me. I did. Man, I just wanted. I just want to look cool on video. That's pretty much <laughs> it. Pretty much it. So that is the boring company. Flamethrowers aside, it it potentially could be a very cool future with this network of tunnels taking your car all over. You know, all over the place, getting rid of traffic. Yeah, we'll see. Who who wants traffic? No one. That was your show again. Geared up. Brought to you by National Car Rental. Tim, thanks so much for joining me this week. Thanks for having me. We will be on a two-week hiatus. I have to travel, again, mobile road warrior nowadays. So next week, I'll be checking out some stuff from Qualcomm. I will be in Tokyo. And then after that, I will have a pretty great exclusive on an upcoming major smartphone. So to accomplish all that, I'm not going to be here. Todd's over in HQ2 in Pittsburgh. So two weeks, we'll be off, and then we'll be back bringing you more of that geared-up hotness. Todd Bishop, come back soon. Hope you're doing well out there at HQ2. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm Andrew Edwards, and I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to Geared Up, the weekly tech and gadget podcast. Check out more of Andrew's reviews at youtube.com slash gearlive and follow all of our coverage at geekwire.com. 